0: all right guys craig over here with the battle plan podcast and i have who's going to become my co-host here on some of these episodes chelsea davis and um she actually helps me with uh, my clients on the one-on-one side uh, where we do uh training um we help people transform their bodies their mind their spirit you know all the things and um you know she recently had a loss you know as i told you guys success comes with pain and um you know positions of uncertainty and doubt and different things and, and Chelsea just experienced a really tough one she lost her dad um how long ago you know, almost like 10 days right i mean it's it's, yeah, it's raw. Friday
1: on the 14th June. okay
0: so um you know obviously she had to uh take some time to you know cope and diff- do different things but she came back with and i won't i won't speak for her but what i what i gathered out of the conversation you know afterwards was um she doesn't have that safety net, right? You know, as, as your father and, you know, I'm looking at my daughter sometimes and I see her and I'm like, I'm her safety net. I'm that thing. That's going to be strong for her, be, you know, hold her and do whatever I can to move the world to make sure that I can, you know, help this girl grow up. And, you know, essentially that's kind of like what you shared with me is like, you felt like you lost that, that shield, you know, that comfort, that tower, that safety and, What did you learn through that? Like, what did you grow through that? Because, I mean, that's a time of coping and a time of, uh, you know, pain that you had to go through. Everyone's saying they're sorry. Who the hell wants, don't do that, guys. Nobody wants to hear that, Um, you know. and, And there's another somebody in my life right now that just lost her brother. And so, like, you know, I really try hard not to be like the person who just brings up the wound. But, you know, here I am talking with Chelsea 10 days. 10 10 days after her father died, sorry, Charles, but you know, I I just feel like through pain we can grow. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about how you walk through that journey of uh, those days and just like what you're feeling and what you're feeling now.
1: That's a, I mean, I feel like I'm still walking through it. I feel like I'm, I'm, it was very hard for me to accept at first. I I was in disbelief. I kind of, I blacked out when I was told um, that he was gone. I, (laughs) <laughs> I just, I don't remember much of it because it was very, um, I mean, it was traumatizing and it still is. And it, it's hard to think about him not being here. And it was really hard to find anything positive about this. I and mean, it, sometimes it still is. Um, <clears throat> but if anything, like the, the growth that I've experienced or that I am experiencing now and that is really humbling me is the fact that, he was like our glue. He was our, uh, he was like our rock. Um, my dad grew up with, with not much and he built like an empire kind of out of a, a company and it's a smaller company, but it was still like, that was, my dad built it and it created so much like union between people and the workers or our family and they still are. And, our family just thrived off of what he built and um, to not have him here for, for someone to go to for answers or, you know, like when I, when I get in trouble, say like financially, or if I get in trouble with, you know, an an emotional situation or a, a situation at work, you know, and it's, I have no answers or I'm in trouble, you know, having to do this or that to make things happen and make ends meet. You know, it was always, whether we were at each other's throats or not, you know, me and my dad, we were, we we're very alike. Um, he was just always there. He was always there to, to give me advice or to help me when I needed it. And I don't have that anymore, but I know that I have what he's taught me, um, as who I am, uh, to go by it. Not, he didn't, he didn't raise me to be a weak girl. I, I'm an emotional girl. I cry a lot. I'm one of those. Um, I cry at Disney movies sometimes too, <laughs> but I am, I'm tough as nails when it comes to certain situations and I can take pride in that. He used to call me the, uh, I don't know if uh, many people know what a 16 penny head nail is or something. I think it's 16 head. I I don't know, whatever. It's a, uh, it's a serious, it's like a tough nail and you hammer it into, you know, wood. And it also, it, it, it's hammered in, and it's got some kind of a glue or something around it to make sure that it stays, but it's has to be a really, um, like tough steel or something. He tried to explain this to me once and that didn't make sense then, but it makes more sense now because <laughs> I yeah. sound like an idiot, but that's what he used to call me. And only it was, it was kind of like a between me and him thing. And I, I look back at that now, and those are things that I took for granted and I, I'm living a lot right now in in regret for things that I wish I could have done or said or been better at. Um, And that has helped me to see that there's no better time and there's no other time than right now to do the same for my family as he's done for me as far as being strong and being, being the one that I want my family to come to or anyone is experiencing this pain. Like I want to take that on just like he did for us, you know, and that, that, that worry and that, that grief, I, I want to be strong enough to take on anything, but I also want to be strong enough to take on my life and realize that without my safety there, I've still got to be the safety for my girls, for my family. And so it's, it's given me a sense of like new, newfound strength, I guess you could say upon like a a serious weakness, which
0: is odd to say, but. And you have this, Uh. you have this missing figure from your life that, you know, was so strong. It's like, you know, a general in a a battle who gets killed, you know, what do the soldiers think of? And and I know this, I'm generalizing things, but like, it's like that leader, you know, goes missing. Um, Yeah, there's going to be a loss. There's going to be an emptiness, but there's a vacuum that you have to replace. And you found yourself in that role. You're saying it's no longer my dad's choice is now my choice. And so you felt like it's now your responsibility for your family unit and the people surrounding you that you are now the thing, you know, and it's fun. It's funny. You didn't lean on, you know, another man. You're like, no, I'm the badass. I'm now that human. I'm now that shield. I'm now that, you know, castle that people need to come to for me, which is, which is what I found out of it. Like when we spoke and I was like, yeah, she's, she's gonna, she's gonna come into herself now because she doesn't have anywhere to go. She doesn't have anyone to rely on. And obviously, you know, I'm here for your words and we can have conversations and she'll know I'll never sugarcoat a single thing. That's just not how I do things. Ever. Um, So I'll certainly be a voice of reason, hopefully in your life, Chelsea, if you allow it. But, um, you know, I just thought it would be, you know, a pretty, pretty decent episode here to just hear someone go through this and that You know, I'm sorry, I'm throwing it at you, and it's raw. But I think, you know, through this, you can come out of this stronger because you now know people are counting on this. People have lost, like we we just went through a season of life, and we're still probably in it. Uh, Although loss is not as prevalent as it was before, but yet there's other things happening, right? COVID, a lot of people lost their lives through that because of a lot of health complications. Most, mostly anyway. Um, you know, for underlying things that were going on. Uh, very few, you know, I don't know what you want to call few, but like, you know, what we hear as far as the, the healthy people losing their lives, they usually get over it. But there are those situations where people experienced amazing loss without it coming, blindsided, right? Just like most things happen in life, a heart attack, a car accident, a shooting, et cetera. Those things blindside people. So you know, how did they overcome it? What are the steps of grief that you went through or that you felt like you had to go through or that you can, you know, share as something to take away from this besides, you know, just owning the void and owning that emptiness with yourself and your strength. Um, what brought you through that? Like what, what, what did you do? What coping mechanisms? Was there drugs? Was there pills? Was there alcohol? I mean, you know me, I told you, I'll be raw here. We're going to talk about it all. And if you're willing and able, you know, s- send it, you know, and if, if you want to be protective, that's fine. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but like, you know, people need to know, you know, I, I've already shared, you know, some of my dirt, um, you know, from the past. And and if you haven't heard that yet, just go back a little bit further uh, right. in some of these epico- episodes, but go ahead. Uh, just, just tell me how you got through it. Was it a person, a book, a saying, a quote, you know, a coping mechanism?
1: It was a couple of different things. I think, um, at least to bring me to functional, I I had to <clears throat> I had to look at the reality of things, and it it just there's there's a part of me that feels almost a guilt for um, going through like hard times or or asking people to understand or you know using any kind of issue in my personal life as like an excuse. And that comes from a long list of things, you know, that have happened throughout my life that I felt as though were, you know, obstacles that have taken away from what I could provide and what I, well, like my time, my time. Oh my gosh, that's where it's big. But I, I felt almost like a, like a guilt of not putting that on anybody else. And to be quite honest with you, um, my, my boyfriend, um, he actually, he lost his father about three years ago, um, and I just, I didn't know where to look as far as like, how to do this. And if I had my choice, I would clam up and hate everybody and hate everything. And, you know, that, would be that, and it would just be the end of things. Um, but I, I don't have that option with my, my girls either. So what was explained to me from him that helped me the most was that it was okay to feel it and I needed to feel it and I needed to go through the pain and experience every bit of it. And so I, I did, I tried and I, I didn't even, I couldn't not feel it if I was to find a coping mechanism, this or that, you know, I mean, there was definitely a night of drinking for sure. Um, I, I should, that was, it was two day thing. It was like a, let's start today and let's end tomorrow kind of thing. And, and how did uh, you
0: feel? Obviously in the moment, I'm sure you're, you know, you were painless. Right. But uh, I mean, after the fact, the hangover, the after
1: it was, it was painful in many ways, you know, this is, this is honestly, I was just actually writing with somebody that reached out to us someone um, to work clients to about how this is the first time I've experienced such an intense physical pain like an actual physical pain from like being sad and like sad and angry, you know, like it's, it's tearing my stomach up bad. And I have a lump in my throat. I can't get rid of. Um, and drinking didn't help. It didn't help at all. It like, it didn't even mask the pain. It just made me more intense to so an emotional person. Um, so the hangover was Actually, the hangover was kind of nice because it helped me to go to bed and sleep and it gave me more pain to focus on rather than the situation, which, I mean, as soon as that even wears off and I was grateful for it, I was in the realization that it's still here and I this is not going away. And if I, if I just numb it and I, I just look past it or hide it or anything, it's not going to solve anything and it's going to eat me away from the inside out and that's going to have everything to do with my relationships with my family my relationships with my children my relationship with god i i questioned my faith i questioned why i questioned if i was being punished um and i've that was hard for me because i've gotten a lot closer to god in my faith um past couple of years and
0: i'm glad you're on this topic because it was my next question so
1: yeah continue uh he's that was my, my strength, you know, was, was my faith because any time that I would, would need, I would just hit my knees, man, in prayer. And it took me a while to realize that throughout my entire life, everything that I'd prayed for and everything that I'd asked for, I was given, but I had to see it in a different way. I had to look for it in a different solution than I was, you know, expecting from like a, a fairy when you make a wish or something, you know? And, uh, I was led to some great things. I was led here, you know, to you and you helped me through actually a lot of previous struggles. Um, and that was, you know, that I feel as though it was like through God, you know, he gave me that Avenue and he just, anytime that I was in need of anything, it was always provided after a good you know, prayer session and humbling myself and realizing where I was at. And this point, when my dad was gone, i I mean, not even being able to say goodbye. Not, not like not having any control over bringing him back or saying, I'm sorry enough to make it go away.
0: Do you think it is not no? I mean, in in your, in your faith uh, and in what you feel, you know, I'm not sure how your dad was or, you know, I know that you found faith like me a little bit later, I think, you know, from what I understand a little bit and correct me if I'm wrong, but do you feel that he's not aware that he's, he's not all knowing once, you know, you go back and and you think about, you know, the spirit, right? The body, the spirit left the body, you know, the body's just that shell. It's just a robot. It's just a body that we're walking around with today and we got to, it's our temple we got to take care of. But that spirit that's in there, I literally just had this conversation with my daughter because we were trying to talk about some things and, and I was like, do you know you have a spirit? Do you know you have this thing inside you? I was like, the thing you're walking around with, that's just your body. That's, that's just this thing. That's this you know, she can't explain it to a six-year-old. But like, do you f- do you feel he doesn't know? I mean, even though you didn't say it, do you feel like there's? And, and this is a true question. I'm not. I'm not preaching. I'm. I'm. This is a true question. Do you feel like that afterlife, that spirit in existence, is is with us? Is it? Is it somewhere else? Is it in heaven? As as they explain it as Christians, um, do you think he's knowing? Do you do you do you think that there's a spot there that he's looking down? When they always say, "Oh, they're looking down on you," right? how do you feel about that
1: that's honestly where i'm continuing my struggle is i i have like an an, my picture of what heaven may be but it's not it's not comforting to me to know that my ideal is probably way off and i just i don't have the vision that i need to be okay with like where, knowing where my, my father went. I know that he used to say, he used to say, and he would just get so geeky when he talks about God and Jesus and stuff. And he used to say, I can't wait to be with my best friend. And I know he's there now, but I don't have an image or a picture of that, of what it looks like. And that's where I feel like I'm really, I'm struggling with, like what I have left of him or if, like him being with God and what that looks like. And that's, I have so many questions. And I know that it's not like necessarily my place to ask them right now out of anger. Who would um, you ask? Just God, like I, I, I need an answer here that I can't find. Anywhere.
0: <clears throat> there was, um, or... there was a pep talk that I just heard. Um, no, it wasn't, it was, yes, I don't know if it was pep talk. It was, it was just one of these motivational, these reels are pretty cool. Now with social media, I'll give them some props. You know, there's a lot of cool things that are just going around that just, you know, words that get transpired. And then there's a video underlying that kind of gives it some emotion. And, um, I don't know if it was, uh, I don't know who was, who was the speaker and I'll find it. I'll post one of these soon, but they said, you know, if you ask God for patience, do you think he makes you more patient? Or does he put things in your life that provide you patience exactly. <laughs> if, if you if you ask some for something else do you think it's given to you or do you get the ability to become what you're asking you know so in this situation I don't know what we're asking of God, but um you know maybe finding faith in in the the emptiness you know pro- might provide you some comfort today because if your father was if he was um a man of faith and he did the right things and he got the opportunity to you know, go to this uh, afterlife, if you will. And, you know, he was okay with that. And he was okay with leaving, you know, this space for another space and another place that he felt was a better place. Wouldn't that be comforting to you knowing that he's in a place of, of what we believe to be, you know, joy and happiness and comfort. And that, you know, as they say, we're we're only on this earth a really small time in comparison to how long it exists and possibly the spirits that might be. So, is it possible that that afterlife really is so much more beautiful and beneficial than today, and that we are just living in um, in a place where our actions are being judged, and maybe you know what we're doing today provides us a seat in some hierarchy later? You know, there's I have questions too. I'm newfound faith. I've read the Bible a few times and still going through it, and and I struggle and I sin and I do all the things, um, but it's on my mind and it's a struggle worth having and it's a it's a conversation worth having with folks and you know we're not all gonna be right and we're not all right you know we're probably way off all of us but um there's something there you know is is there is there any comfort in that for you
1: not yet i don't think it's it's because i have too too many questions of i am gonna hear people talk about what heaven is like and through i mean i i was but in like youth groups and stuff growing up and my idea of what that was ex- expressed to me was that we are not of human body or not of human need and want and necessity and desire. So that was something I, I have like a childlike aspect to is thinking, okay, well, if I don't want the things that I want now on earth, like, like I want, you know, I mean, there's besides like, you know, situational stuff like strength and patience. Like what if, like as a child, looking at it as a child, like my daughter, what does she think heaven is? She thinks heaven is like ice cream and candy and, you know, puppies and stuff like that. And I want to believe that too. But if we don't want that, we don't desire that. Um, who are we? Are we still ourselves? Like what it looks like to me in my head is like a, an orb of light is like what I can imagine it would be. And then just joining a bunch of other orbs of light to, you know, combine around one big orb of light that is, you know, it's, it's, it's an energy kind of a thing or it's an attraction to, you know, our creator. And
0: we've got to be so far off. I mean, Hollywood's painted this picture for us and it's put this uh, cognitive bias in our heads. Right. We've got to be so far off with that. So but, far. Um you know, let's, let's take the opposite now. Okay. The atheist that doesn't believe that we're organic matter and we just be created through, you know, science and, and through the mechanisms of, uh, you know, recreating ourselves in a better image over and over and over and over. And, and, you know, the survival of the fittest kind of thing. So like, what does that person deal with? You know, if you're listening, I'd love to see the comments somewhere, some way of, uh, you know, if you're, if you're out there and you don't have any faith, if you don't have any belief, what happens in your life? Like, what is that i just I just don't even know what's the what's the point of thinking so negative? what's yeah. the point of not having hope to be disappointed later on? Well, you're dead if it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter you know so if you leave this place and it's just that, your heartbeat stops and you have nothing. you know what does that mean for you right you know so like it's what's not what's wrong with having a little bit of hope that if I do x, y, and z, which are most often really good principles. If you think of, uh, you know, faith and it doesn't have to be the Christian faith, although that's the one that I follow and I believe you all should. Um, I'm not gonna be out there to say that, you know, having faith and having some version of karma or some rules of law or something that you're finding yourself, uh, with a right and wrong because today's society doesn't have right and wrong. It's wacky. Uh, we're gonna get into that in some episodes here, but, um, what's wrong with having that and that hope that there is something better after. Doesn't that give you some comfort? You know, when you, when you're comforting your kids, when they fall in different things, you're, you're painting a picture of a better day. Pain hurts. Now it's going to be better later. You know, don't we have that? Isn't that, isn't that what we should look forward to and what's the harm in doing so, you know, and I know that doesn't help you today, but like, you know, at the end, does it even matter? Um, and these are questions that we can, keep going with them. We'll um, but I'm going to get some pastors in here. I'm going to get my pastor hopefully to get in here. He's inspired me just so everyone's listening why I'm recreated battle plan. Um, multiple reasons. And Chelsea actually just found this one out recently, but like your battle plan is the armor of God guys. Your battle plan is the armor that you put on to protect yourself of, of the things that you need out there, your fitness, your health, your mindset. There's a lot of reasons battle plan exists, but I found the name um, through the church, um, my pastor was running a series, and still is, about the battle plan. And I come to find out, it's actually a common thing in the Christian, you know, uh, ways of thinking. And it's it's a very common thing, actually, in the you know spiritual world of what they're doing. Your spiritual battle plan, and this is every right inside that function and form for me. But it goes beyond because you know I know it can go beyond people who have questions uh, or don't have faith today or believe in something completely different. And that's fine. We could find favor in the differences that we have, but, you know, there's gotta be something that you're looking forward to, something protecting you or something that you're striving for, you know? Cause what is it gonna mean at the end of the day? I could tell you I've had money and I've had a lot less and none of that stuff matters. I'm gonna tell you, I'll talk about my journey. Chelsea's gonna be interviewing me here soon on one of these episodes, but uh, I'm gonna tell you everything about my journey and where I was really happy and where I wasn't. And, um, you know, sorry to hijack what we're talking about today, Chelsea, but why don't you close oh. with some... uh some words of, and thoughts of kind of just, you know, the pain going through it and, uh, what, what you might want to focus on if you are finding yourself in loss right now. And I know it's still raw and I know you're not done, but, um, you know, any, any thoughts that helped you get through?
1: Um, besides, you know, the, the, the questions that I still have that I'm unsettled with, I mean, I've, I've got a newfound, like hunger for, for knowing And knowledge for knowing and i know that that's gonna bring me closer to god as i look into it because it's i mean where am i gonna find the bible (laughs) obviously um just i'm i just because it's it's between me and my higher power right and it's like you said it's you would you have your god and i have my god and it's you know the christianity is our faith that we we both follow but at the same time i um i also have you know my god is my god and i can talk to him wherever i want to talk to you know i don't gotta go to church to do this and all that and Um, and I'm comfortable with that mostly. So I know that the path or the journey ahead is going to lead me to being stronger. Um, and I'm, I'm not ashamed of the fact that I'm, I'm questioning this because I know that it's going to give me more knowledge for later, but what's going to help me the most get through this is understanding and feeling it instead of, you know, hiding it away and trying to be strong because I am my dad was the strongest man I know. And he cried just like I did. And I think I was the one that would make him cry, you know, the most. Because it's just, I was his youngest and everything. And it, I, was a, I was a shithead sometimes, you know, but I, I loved my dad. And he was my hero.
0: How about the guilt that you were walking around with, as you mentioned that you didn't say sorry, or you didn't get the chance to talk about goodbye. Can you give yourself grace okay. to know that... Um, <laughs>
1: Uh, that's a tough one it's a really tough one um I'm gonna need to find forgiveness for myself somehow um that that is another one that I'm having tr- trouble doing um we we had a, a bit of a, a falling out the last couple of years and before I mean, we were like this you know we were just, we were really close. He was my best friend. We text every day. And I mean, I just, I missed that. And I lost a lot of that going through some other struggles. And recently, this last year, we had mended a lot of that. But I didn't get to say what I wanted to say. And I didn't get to tell him how sorry I was or what I appreciated of him. And that sucks, dude. It really sucks to live with. Because he did so much for me in the long run. And, you know, looking at it now, like everything that I am is because of that man. And I just, just wish I could take him or I could just.
0: Can I offer you a solution that can possibly Please? help? Why don't you write a letter like you did to Santa Claus when you were a kid? Why don't you write a letter to him? And you don't have to mail it, but write a letter. That way your, your thoughts get out. And you can process it and you can say the words that you want it to say. And then maybe read it out loud and say it out loud or prayer. But that might be a way to help process those emotions because holding on to it's not gonna help you. You know, journaling, you're you're an amazing writer. And when you wrote me what you wrote me for talking about, you know, just joining Battle Plan and what we're gonna be doing, um, I know that you have some special words that you can say and that you can get off your chest, but you know, we, I could tell you right now, holding on to any grief or anything inside of you is going to eat you up. And so I would say, get it out. And although, however you believe it, um, whether he sees it or reads it or hears it, because it's out in space, um, you said it and it's off your chest and you, and you, you were able to process it. I, I would think that might work for me. That might work for you. a
1: really great idea. Some really great idea thank you for that.
0: All right, guys, as we wrap up, I just want to share, go to craigcaperso.com. Um, uh, pretty much my link tree. You can find all the things, my social media, you know, any of the websites, any of the stuff we talk about with coaching, but, um, really just putting it out there right now. You know, we wish Chelsea well and that her, uh, you know, time, uh, of sadness and, uh, pain is, uh, short-lived and that she could, uh, Enjoy the fulfillment of her father's, um, you know, joys, the time that she had to remember him and the times that they spent together, you know, in loss, it's so hard to, um, you know, just quantify all the things that are going on with all the unknowns and the uncertainty of what the future holds for you and, and, and of the, the person lost. And, you know, this is a place where I reflect on faith, you know, from uh, what I've gathered over the years and what I've recently come to find is, um, you know a place of uh fulfillment in a place of uh future and hope and um forgiveness in a place that um there's grace and there's a lot of other benefits that we'll get to on this channel but um, essentially we just want to wish chelsea well on this one and uh, anyone else who has lost somebody this year or recently and the open the wounds are open and still raw you gotta, you gotta find a way to. If it's a place of forgiveness, forgive yourself. If it's a place of grace, you know, provide it. If it's a place of pain, there has to be some gain, um, you know, of that loss. And you may never know why. Um, it's, it's just a. And maybe you do. Maybe, maybe there is a why that comes out someday. But at the end of this thing, life, whether you're living it um, or you know, leaving us. At this point in time, we can only do with what we have in front of us. And uh, at this point in time, I want to help everyone grow and optimize all the things that they can from their mindset to their bodies and everything else in between. So if you have any comments, questions, concerns, want to talk about it this time around, uh, you know, have something to say about this episode. It's always great to help us grow by liking, commenting and sharing. So you guys could do those things and feel free to come at correctperson.com to find me. in these episodes and uh, you could always email us info at getmybattleplan.com catch you guys later